You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Tuesday, a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans. They're traveling up north to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll preview that game coming up in the third segment. But before we do that, we've got a lot of Zion talk, in particular him, what he's been doing for the team now that we've seen three games. We're going to dive into some of the minutes uh, rotation part and some of the data on the lineups that we've seen. Spoiler alert, it's been good. Then we need to talk about one part that hasn't been so good. I wouldn't say it's been terrible, but it hasn't been great. And that is Brandon Ingram and what's kind of going on there since Zion has come back into the lineup. And there's some natural adjustments going on, but we'll take a look at all of that as well in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So back to a normal episode of the show today, and I appreciate everyone who listened in yesterday for bearing with me as I worked through my grief, and I know others worked through their grief as well, and the NBA world is still reeling from the death of Kobe Bryant the other day. They postponed the Lakers and Clippers game that I believe is tonight, which makes a lot of sense and you know probably the right thing to do, but certainly this has been rough for not just myself, but again, everyone in the NBA and to all those of you who reached out to me, whether it's Twitter DMs, what have you, I appreciate that as well. But we're back to normal today or as normal as we can be, or at least a normal show, which means we get to talk Zion. And that is a lot of fun because he's been fun to watch there out on the court. And we finally have three games worth of uh, film of data to try and look at and analyze a little bit. Now, before we dive into some of the numbers and some of the statistics here, don't forget this comes with the caveat of very, very small sample size. Like the most used lineup that he's played in is only 31 minutes. That's not enough to try and say you can predict anything with it, but certainly enough to we, we can break down 31 minutes worth of action, I guess. Um, but it doesn't mean that this is how things are going to be or continue on in the future. It's just, this is what we have, so that's what we've got to talk about. So Zion, in his period of time here in three games so far, averaging 22.3 minutes per game, he is scoring 19.3 points per game, grabbing eight rebounds, including almost five offensive boards uh, per game. He's shooting very poorly from the free throw line, 37.5%. He missed four in a row the other night against the Boston Celtics there. But from the field, he is shooting uh, overall tremendous. He is shooting 66.7, so 67%. So he's making, uh, what, two-thirds of his shot attempts. That's really, really, really good. Per 36 minutes, if he were to play that and you kind of extrapolate out some of what he's doing, he would be averaging per 36 minutes 31.2 points per game, 13 rebounds, including eight offensive rebounds during that time, which is insane. And also maybe at like a few more defensive boards, he'd be averaging close to three assists along with a steal and a block per game while shooting those numbers. He'd be getting to the line 8.6 times. That's all 
very, very good. Those numbers are tremendous, and it's very cool to see. So we are swept up here in Zion Mania. So the lineup that he's been used the most in, let's compare it to the Pelicans and to the league as a whole, looking at some of the averages here. The most used lineup is that starting lineup of Lonzo Ball, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Derek Favors, and Zion Williamson. They've logged 31 minutes together. It's got an offensive rating of 112.1. If we were to put that into the NBA to see what that would be, let me pull up the numbers here. 112.1 would rank and tie with the Boston Celtics for six best. So this is very, very good already. Defensive rating. This is arguably the more important one given how bad the defense has played. 95.4. That would lead the league by a significant margin. The Milwaukee Bucks have the best defense according to defensive rating, 101.2. The Pelicans are also doing this by playing with a pace that is right at their league average that would put them ninth in the league. Um, basically only one position shy of like jumping into the top five. So they are doing what they do and excelling with Zion out there despite a lot of the struggles um, with everything. So overall, you've got to be very happy with Zion and what that lineup has done. In fact, of some of these lineups he's used, you can't really read anything else into any of these. The next closest one only has seven minutes together. That's even smaller than the one with 31 minutes together. Um, so don't read too much into that, but they're playing fast. They're shooting well when he's out there and they're scoring efficiently. They're limiting opponents because Zion makes you think twice about going into the paint and has certainly been better defensively than we were expecting. They also grab offensive rebounds at over 30% of the time, which is just an insane number, and they would lead the league in that. They're also a pretty good defensive rebounding team, too, with that lineup. Uh, so overall, and they'd lead the league in defensive rebounding percentage, too. So that lineup's just freaking good. And this was the starting lineup we expected it to be, and that's the starting lineup that played so well during preseason, too. So while this is a small sample size for the regular season, you've got a little bit more data on it stretching back to the five preseason games that Zion's played in. So he's been good, and they're using him in a variety of ways. Now, those offensive rebounds are probably um, helping the offensive rating. And I've been talking about this in various places the past couple of days. He's still, at times, the Pelicans haven't been the most efficient, but he is helping them in the half court, an area they have struggled with. And part of that is because he can go get his own miss. He's got an offensive rebound off his own shot multiple times. That misses, and then he goes and gets the board and puts it back in. Against the Boston Celtics, he had like four offensive rebounds on one possession. So that skews some of his numbers a little bit. But frankly... It's just yielding in a slower, inefficient possession versus an empty trip when he does that. I'll take the inefficient make over a no point scored whatsoever possession. So that, I think, is where he really helps this team in the half court. The instant chemistry that he's developed and has with Lonzo Ball also really helps them in the half court. Nothing better evidenced by that sideline inbound alley-oop to Zion from Lonzo Ball, where he basically said, I know what they're doing. Just slip the screen, go to the rim, and I'll get you there. And he did. Now, it's not quite a half-court play, a half-court possession, but you kind of get the idea. So that lineup's been good, and Zion has made a very, very positive impact out there. More importantly, though, are some of the assists and the things he's doing to kind of create for others. 
They get him the ball early on in a possession, and teams either double him or have to account for him. The Spurs doubled him on basically every possession he touched the ball. And he's making the right reads. His passing is way better than I thought it was going to be, and he is zipping the, the ball where it needs to go. And it forces teams into a rotation. And we're familiar with this here because... This was happening to the Pelicans early on in the year. Long rotations were killing them in the half court. So you make one pass, and now they've got to rotate over. So you make a next pass, and they're scrambling at that point to try and cover the open man, meaning you will eventually find someone or you will find room to go to the basket and score. And that is what the Pelicans are doing right now with Zion out there, even if it's not him making all of the stuff himself. So he has become a very key part to this, a little bit quicker than I think all of us were expecting. So the net rating, by the way, on the team with Zion out there in that starting lineup, it's a net rating of 16.7. So you take the offensive rating, you subtract the defensive rating. You're outscoring opponents per 100 possessions without, with Zion with that starting lineup out there on the court by 16. That is a very, very high number. That is exactly what you want to see. The Milwaukee Bucks lead the league with a net rating of 12.1. The Lakers are two with 7.1. This is 16.7. So they've been good so far. And now you get to kind of just keep it rolling, and it's a lot of fun to see. So let's talk about Brandon Ingram and what's going on there with his struggles. But before we do that, don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. The only Pelicans podcast coming at you Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. You're excited about Zion. I'm excited about Zion. Your friends are excited about Zion. Tell your friends about the podcast. Get them tuned in here as well. Leave a five-star review with a comment. In particular, that makes a big difference, helps keep this free in five days a week for y'all. And I don't ask for much. It takes about 30 seconds. So please do that wherever you get your podcast from. So Brandon Ingram, the Pelican star player and still very much focal point of the offense, has kind of had a, I don't know if you want to call him a rough three-game stretch here since the return of Zion Williamson, but certainly not up to the usual numbers that we're seeing from him. Per game, he's averaging 25 points per game, 6.4 rebounds, 4.3 assists. He's shooting 46.7% from the field and almost 40% from the three-point line while also getting to the free throw line six and a half times per game and shooting it at an 85.4% clip. All of that, very, very good. But he seemed a little bit out of sorts since Zion came back during this stretch, averaging, as the numbers pull up, just 17 points per game, shooting 30% from the field, 33% from deep, and getting the line a little bit more, but only shooting 81% there. I think we can kind of take that out. But is it rebound numbers are just three per game, and the assists are just three as well, 3.3 to be exact. It's been a bit of a struggle. He did have a 22-point game against the Spurs when he was bombing away from deep in that one, but overall has kind of struggled since the return of Zion Williamson. And some of that's to be expected, to be honest. You're introducing a guy back into the lineup. The Pelicans, through the course of these three games, have really made it a point to get Zion the ball. And that means the ball's out of Brandon Ingram's hands. And, you know, part of it's because Zion's only out there for four or five minutes at a time. So they want to make the most of those minutes. And when he goes back to playing 36 minutes per game or whatever it'll be, and it's more of a regular rotation, I don't know if they're going to make him as much of a focal point as they have been doing so far, though he's playing well enough that they might. 
So there's, uh, you know, a natural kind of hiccup in the road and adjustments that need to be made for Brandon Ingram and the rest of the team as they kind of adjust to Zion getting back there out on the court. And I looked at the on-off numbers of Brandon Ingram, and I, I ran these at per 36 minutes. Um, so the numbers would be if, if Zion and Ingram shared the court for 36 minutes or what uh, Ingram's numbers per 36 minutes look like without Zion out there. And they're kind of striking, to be honest. Um, with Zion really out there, he's shooting, he would just be shooting, you know, 40% from the field. Um, but he is shooting better from three. So if you run it per 36, he scores 22 points with Zion out there on the court with him versus 26 without Zion. So it's not a huge difference, but it's kind of a big role. Um, the shots per game is dramatically different. It's about seven less for Brandon Ingram when he's out there with Zion per 36 minutes versus 36 minutes without Zion. The threes are about half a three per game difference, less so when Zion's out there on the court. But it probably is worth mentioning that his three-point percentage is about three to four percent higher with Zion out there, likely because you're going to get more open looks with Zion than without him. But the field goal percentage is about seven percent less. I have some theories on that, and it comes from watching the all of his shot attempts and looking really at the shot charts uh, during it. So his role has kind of been that go-to score. He can initiate, he can kind of create, and if he doesn't have anything, take that mid-range jumper and shoot it if you get a little bit of space. It's been very good. He's got a lot of Kevin Durant in his game so far this year. But one thing I've noticed in the half court with Zion offensively is at times he's a little bit lost on where to be. When he doesn't have the ball, where does he naturally roll to or where does he move to to kind of fill the space? And at times it's a little too close to Brandon Ingram. And all of a sudden that means that there's an extra defender there making it harder for Ingram to get that shot off uncontested. So he's not even taking as many of those very good mid-range jumpers that he's been shooting all year long, and instead is kind of filtering back to the three-point line or trying to get into the paint and score at the rim where he's been good with Zion out there. But it's when you have that kind of short mid-range game that he's struggling because the spacing is a little bit mucked up with Zion out there on the court. Now, again, this will come in time, I think, as Zion just kind of learns where he needs to be and how to space the court properly for his teammates. And it's not like Brandon Ingram has been, you know, objectively bad while out there on the court. But it's a bit of a concern. An area that I think is a very good improvement, though, is the free throws. Those have gone up for Brandon Ingram when he shares the court with Zion Williamson per 36 minutes without Zion. 6.5 free throw attempts per game, per 36 minutes, I should say. With Zion, 10, 10.1. So it jumps up about four and a half there. That is, sorry, three and a half. That is a very good sign. It means the Pelicans are getting to the bonus early and then they're getting aggressive and attacking, drawing those shooting fouls and going to the line. In fact, Ingram pulled the Kevin Durant kind of rip through move here. Um, and so overall, I like that change there. And as they kind of just work together a little bit more, develop some more chemistry, I think things will be okay offensively for both of these guys. Clearly, Zion is doing his thing. It is impacting Ingram. But the same point, that starting lineup features both of them, and that starting lineup is good, and it would beat most teams if you were just to kind of play that whole game, uh, all game against other teams. I don't know if there's a ton to complain about just yet, and it's also still a small kind of blip on the radar in terms of minutes. It's something that's worth keeping an eye on, that his numbers haven't been good, but the three-point shooting's up, 
the free throws are up. Now, if you can just kind of get the mid-range game, the in-between game going a little bit, certainly I think that would help. I think his assist numbers are down because a lot of Zion's attempts right now are, all, are putbacks off of offensive rebounds, so it's impacting those numbers a little bit too. So um, we'll see where this goes. We'll probably get a good look at this tonight uh, because they're taking on a team where they should be able to kind of not have to worry about defense uh, nearly or like a tough defense because you're playing the Cavaliers who have the second worst defense in the league. We'll touch on that game coming up here in just a second. Before we get to that, though, if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all of the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But what you may not know is Locked On Pelicans is a great great way for your local business to reach passionate Pelicans fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your company the unique ability to reach a local group of podcast listeners. They're in another state doesn't do you a whole lot of good, most likely. But so, and not just any podcast listener, a locked on podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Pelicans fans and a predominantly male audience that is well educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help you achieve your locked on advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. So it's a game day here for the Crescent City, though not in New Orleans. Going to be on the road taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Cavs, who are at this point 12-34, and 34, 14th in the Eastern Conference. Not particularly good, so we probably don't need to spend a ton of time on this. Um, they've got the second worst defense in the league. They've got the seventh worst offense in the league, and they play with a very slow pace. For the Pelicans, no injuries of note according to PR, though I think Kenrich Williams will be listed as out, but they have that as uh, TBD for all the injuries. Um, So hopefully it'll be just kind of what we're used to seeing out there. And if Kenrich is the only one on the injury report, very cool to see as this team starts to get to be close to full strength. For the Cavaliers couple of guys out. Uh, Kevin Porter is going to probably be listed as probable for the game. Brandon Knight out. Dylan Windler out. And Ante Zizic is out. They aren't particularly good at anything other than offensive rebounding when it comes to trying to score the basketball. It's a bit of a concern given what happened to the Pelicans against the Denver Nuggets. 20 offensive boards, 35 second chance points. You can't let that happen and that's a way teams will beat you if you're better than them if you just can't terminate possessions so hopefully defensive rebounding in particular with Derek Favors and Zion who I'd like to see grab a couple more uh, defensive rebounds and be a little bit more aggressive on the glass is going to be really important other than that I don't know they're, they're not really good at a whole lot they turn the ball over a lot worse than the league most in the league offensively so if the Pelicans can get out and run and score easy points that way that's cool they give up a ton of threes and they let you make threes against them too teams are shooting 37 percent against uh the Cleveland Cavaliers so I don't know I look at this one and it shouldn't be that tough the only thing is they don't foul a ton so that's good defensively But with Zion out there, Ingram out there, we've seen those numbers creep up for the Pelicans. That's an easy way to get some cheap points, too. They're led by um, Colin Sexton, second-year player, 19.3 points per game, 2.4 assists, 3.3 rebounds. 
Kevin Love, still pretty good. 17.4 points per game, 10 boards. He's also shooting 37% from deep. Jordan Clarkson, who's come off the bench for him, um, can do a little bit of damage, 14 points per game. Tristan Thompson could cause some issues. He's grabbing about four offensive rebounds per game. 12.3 points, 10.4 boards total. Rookie Darius Garland, 12.3 points per game alongside four assists. Not particularly scary. There's a reason that they are, you know, as bad as they are and have 12 wins here. So we'll see if the Pelicans can get it done. We should get an update on the injuries if there are any. And more importantly, what Zion's minutes limitation may or may not be took a step up. Um, the other day against the Boston Celtics. I don't know if it'll go above 27. Depends maybe if it's a close game or not. But it was cool to see him kind of hit that threshold and get closer to 30 minutes. Hopefully that continues to rise. I'm sure we'd be all very, very excited. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how this goes. And let's call it here for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.